Okay, good morning everyone. Welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders. Tuesday mornings live with First Seda Bes Medrash at 11.30 a.m. Special welcome to our Torah Anytime viewers and listeners who will Be'ez HaShem be joining the Shir. So we completed last week our series 14 Shiurim or 13 Shiurim and Chachme Svarad. And now we are going back to Europe and some Ashkenaz Gedolim. So we're going to stick to the same Tkufa that we left off last week with the Prichadash. Um, the Prichadash was in the 1600s and he was um, more late 1600s, 16, mid 1600s to late 1600s. We're going to go a little bit earlier than that. So today we are going to talk about the Marsha. And again, Part of our limudim are to get a uh, an understanding of our mesira, and as we've mentioned many times, the noisekelim and shulchan aruch, and now we did the shulchan aruch, and um, we've done and learned about many of the noisekelim, and the same with the gemara. We learned about Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam and the Rush, and in the back of the gemara, the Rif and the Ran recently, the marshal we've done. So today we are going to talk about the Marsha, Reb Shmuel Eliezer Halevi Edelish, who was Nifter Heikislev in the year 1632. So the Marsha was born around and about the year 1555, Shin Tezvav, in the city of Krakow. His father's name was Reb Yehuda Halevi, um, according to the Ha'aris on the Sefer Megillas Yuchsin, it claims there that Reb Yehuda and the father of the Taz, Reb Shmuel Halevi, were brothers, making the Marsha and the Taz first cousins. Um, in Masech Sukkah, Daf Lamed Ches, and in Masech Tebavabasra, Daf Kuf Ches, the Marsha brings some Hagois from some edits from his father in the Gemara, and in Bavabasra, Lamed, uh, Lamed Beis, I think it is, um, he brings from a question from his father, Loshan Adoni Meri Verabizal. Just make sure that it's stuck. Uh, um, it's Baba Basra. It's either Baba Basra Lamed Beis or Baba Basra Lamed Dalid. Lamed Beis, yes. Baba Basra Lamed Beis. He brings a question from his father. Now, they were Enoch of Rabbi Yehuda Chosid. In the Tshuva Shem Aryeh, Simen Chav Zayin, he's talking about the famous Sava of Rabbi Yehuda Chassid, which says many interesting things there. And he writes, V'shamati, and I heard from Harav HaManoyach, Mereinu Rav Mordechai Margolius Avbezdin Stanov, Shoheilah B'Kabolam Yavoyisav, he had a tradition from his forefathers, that in the times of the Marsha there was an Asifa, a gathering of Gedoli Hadar. And they started talking about the Tzavah of Rabbi Yehuda Chassid. And the Marsha was Omar al-Raglav, he got up and he said, I am from the grandchildren of Rabbi Yudah Chosid. And in the Tzavah it's written that none of his children should call their son not Yehuda nor Shmuel. Vani zeshmi Shmuel. The Marshal says, my name is Shmuel and my father's name is Yehuda. Now the, what exactly he was trying to prove there, um, it's not clear. The Shem Aryeh then goes through a Shaklavitariya trying to understand what the Marshal was trying to prove with that. However, that is a Kabbalah that they had um, this story with the Marsha that shows that he was an Enochal. 
He was also a grandchild, a descendant of someone famous. Was his name was Rabbeinu Akiva Hakayin Katz, who was called the Nasi from Oiben. Oiben is um, is Buda Budapest Oiben, and um, it seems that for whatever there's a whole story. But basically, because of some issues, he had to run away from Oiben to Prague. And when he came to Prague, he was called the Nasi Me Oiben. That's who he was referring to. He was a, a big guy. Now his mother was named Gittel, the Marshal's mother was named Gittel, and she was an anical of the Maral Miprag. Now we don't know much about his childhood, but we do know that he became a son-in-law in the city of Posen. Now why do I say a son-in-law in the city of Posen? There's a big tumult exactly who his father-in-law was. Um, there is a sefer called Zichroin Moshe, which was written by someone named Moshe Ashkenazi, and in the Hakadama to that Sefer, in a new print by the uh, by Mechayin Zichron Aaron, um, so they have a told us about there about the Zichra Moshe. And the question was: Was this Zichra Moshe the Marshal's father-in-law, or was he his brother-in-law? So it seems that his father-in-law was someone named Ramosha Lipschitz, the Rav of Brisk, and he's the Mechaber of the Sefer Lechem Mishnah and Mishnayis. And another son-in-law of Ramosha Lipschitz was this Reb uh, Moshe Ashkenazi, the Mechaber of the Sefer Zichroin Moshe. Um, so we'll come out he's his brother-in-law, but there's still, there's not, it's not 100% clear. And we'll see later why it's not 100% clear. We do know the Marsha's mother-in-law's name. His mother-in-law was a wealthy woman named Adel, and for 20 years she supported his yeshiva in Posen, from the year Shin Mem Hay to Shin Samach Hay Be'erech about, and that would be in the years uh, 1585 till 1605, and the yeshiva of the marshal was called HaChabura HaKedoshah in Posen, and that is why he took her name and he called himself Reb Shmuel Adelish. We had this many times. His mo- mother-in-law's name was Adel. Adelish means the one who belongs to Adel. We had this um, other times as well, like the Ramah, Ramosha Israelish. Um, we, we mentioned it then. So um, the question is why it's always called his mother-in-law. What happened to his father-in-law? So some say, well, she was the almana of his father-in-law, Reb Moshe Lipschitz from Brisk. However, the, the years don't really work out that way. Reb Moshe Lipschitz lived longer than that. So it's a little hard to understand if she was his mother-in-law, if Reb Moshe Lipschitz was actually his father-in-law. Okay, and we'll see another uh, Tzarechian later. Now in the year um, Shin Nun, which is uh, 1590 in Lublin, there was the Yerid, the big fair. We mentioned this numerous times in our um, talking about this period of time in history. There was the Vada Arba Haratzas had their meeting there, and they came out with a cherem to be mechazek, a takana that they had made a few years earlier in Shinmem Zion, that no Rav is allowed to pay for the Rabbonus. He's not allowed to pay in order to become a Rav. And they wrote very, uh, very serious things over there. You could look in the Chuvas Minchas Lazar Chelak Aleph Simin Vav. He brings the Nusach down there. Verav Sabai Kalala. Anyone who tries this could Chas will have all these curses. And they write this Takana remains Ad Amoyda Kain Lurim Vitumim until Mashiach comes. And who signed on this Takana in the Vadar Baratzus? Thirty Goinim Bi Yisrael Rashi Yeshivas. So that's how it starts off. Thirty Goinim and Rosh Yeshivas, starting off with the Gedele Hadar of the time, the Levush, the Marshal, the Oilus Ephraim, who's the Kliyokar, the Sma, the Merami Lublin, and the thirteenth signature was Reb Shmuel Eidelish. It signed their Eidelish, the Marsha, according to our Cheshben, 
Um, he was all of 35 years old about at the time. In the year Shin Samach Beis, he started printing some Chidushim when he was still Rashiv and Posen, Nida, with Chidushe Agodas on the Agadita of Nida Nidarim. Also, somewhere in those years, there's no real year printed in the, on the cover of this Sefer, Zichrin Dvarim on Yavamis and on Mesech but it was somewhere in those years when he was in Posen, learning in this yeshiva supported by his mother-in-law. In fact, the Tais Visyantif in Paragimel of Sanhedrin, Mishnah Aleph, he writes, V'shuv bali yadi chidushem ereiner rav shmuel posen. It came to me, the chidushem of rav shmuel of posen, umatsasi kasavam, and I found it over there. V'aneini ma'ay, there was a girsa that the marsha had found, on a klaf yoshin, on an old piece of parchment. And he writes, I'm very happy that Tzayyantiv writes, I had a lot of hana from what I found there. So you see, he was called rav shmuel posen. In those years, we find him signed on many askamas or a number of askamas of Svarim, together with the Gidoyli Hadar that we mentioned previously um, in the uh, in the Cherem that was put out. Now, after 20 years, and or about uh, Shin Samachay in 1605, his mother-in-law was Nifter, and therefore the yeshiva closed down. Now, again, if his father-in-law was Ramayisha Lipschitz, so he was still around for a while after that, according to the Taldas. And the question is, if he had the money, why didn't he support the yeshiva? Um, why is it always called the mother-in-law supported it? Um, some Taldas write that, the, again, that the mother-in-law was the Almana of Ramayisha Lipschitz from Brisk, but again, the years don't really work out. So there's a lot of questions here on that piece of, uh, of the history. So afterwards, he needed a Rabbanus. He became a Rav in the city of Chelm. Chelm is near Lublin. Um, it's not clear exactly what year he became the Rav in Chalm, but in the Sefer Raivon, that was printed for the first time in the year Shin Ayin, there is a letter there from ten Rabbonim, and it's signed, Yud Gimel Menachem of, Hei Shin Samachtes, 1609, Parshas Vizois Hatayra, the Parshas of uh, Vizois Hatayra, and Parshas Vazchanan, Poi Bikak Posen, here in the city of Posen. And he signed that, their Masha is signed on it. Now, that's, again, not a rye that he was still in Posen, because the other Rabbonim um, who signed on there also didn't live in Posen, but um, uh, but uh, the fact that we know that he already became the Rav in Chelm, it would be, it's, again, it's not clear, maybe he went back to Posen, it's hard to know. After that, after Chelm, uh, sometime he became the Rav in Lublin, and on the Haskama to the Sefer, Yesh Neichalim, written by Avram Sheftel, Rabbi Avram Sheftel Horowitz, who was the father of the Shloha Kadosh, that was printed in Prague in the year Shin Ayin Hei, there's a Haskama from the Kliyokar, Refaivish, the Rav of Krakow, the Sma, and the fourth Haskama is from the Marsha, and it says there, Avvezdin Viram Kak Lublin. So at that time, in that year, in Shin Ayin Hei, he was the Rav in Lublin. Now, a year or two before that, in Shin Ayin Beis, while he was in Lublin, he put out his first chilek of what he calls Chidushe Halachas, we call it today the Marsha on the back of the Gemara, the part that's on Gemara and Taisas is called Chidush HaLachas. In those days it was a se- separate Sefer. So Chelek Aleph was printed while he was in Lublin. Now in Shinai and Aleph and Shinai and Beis, we come across the story of the Get of Vin. And we talked about this Barichus um, a long time ago in the Shir on the Levush and again in the Shir on the Sma. And the Get from Vin that was a Get that was... Um, the Misader Haget, the ones who arranged the get, was the Sma, who was the Rav in Lavav, and the Ch- it was in Lavav, he wasn't the Rav, and the Chachmas Menoyach. And um, 
It's you'll have to l- listen back to that share on the uh, on the levush to remember all the details. But basically, there was a a, a a husband who was about to die, and they convinced him to give a get to his wife, and they said that if he lives, she'll get remarried to him. And Hitaka lived, and they wanted to renege on the agreement. And the question was, was the get a good get or not? Because even though there was no tnaim, there was no conditions. However, this was the shaila. And the Marama Lublin, who was the Rav of Lvov at the time, he was Ma'ara on this get, and he says that it's not a good get, and the Lavush also agreed with him, and it was a, it was a big tumult. However, Rav of the Gedailim, the Marsha, the Bach, the Beishmuel, the Kliyokar, Rafavish of Krakow, they all were Machsha the get. And we mentioned this on the Shir, and the Lavush, again, the Shir Lavush was last year Adar, um, so it's a year and change ago. Um, that at the end of Masech Gitin, if you look at the end of the Marsha over there, he writes a little paragraph that says, For generations to know, to understand and paskin. A get written by someone on his deathbed, with it's written without any conditions in it, which was a tikkun of Marimi Paris. This was a, a takana of Rabbi Chiyomi Paris from the Bali Ataisvis. And he goes through a har over there. He says, Now that I learned Masech Degitin, um, I wanted to tell you my Chiddush here. And at the end he says, And basically the background is, was this story. He doesn't say it, but he wants to go, the background is the story of a get in Vin. And in fact, in the Tshuva's Marami Lublin, Simon Kuv Chavav, he writes a Tshuva to the Marsha, um, and this Chiddush that the Marsha is talking about the Takana of the Marimi Paris, because again, the Maram felt that the get was not a good get. Now, it is interesting, in that Tshuva, Simon Kuchavav, when he writes to the Marsha, he writes, Lidazivle, to the one who shines, Kivar Basya, like the son of Basya, like Moshe Rabbeinu, like the shine of Moshe Rabbeinu, Shalom Huahuvi Mechutani. He says, My beloved one, my Mechutin. Now, how was he his Mechutin? So they say, because the daughter of the Marami Lublin was married to the nephew of the Marsha, his brother-in-law's son. I think his, I think was Ramayish Ashkenazi, the brother-in-law from before, um, his son. So he called him his Mechutin because his daughter was married to his niece, um, to his nephew, I'm sorry, Hualuf, Hamiroimam, Peradar, Meirinu Rav Shmuel Segel. Now, it's very interesting that the end of the tshuva, the Maram writes, Umasha Avar Avar, and what was in the past is in the past, Valkol Peshoim Techase Ava, and on all Peshoim Averus, Techase Ava, love will cover it. Alderech Ez Vohiv Vesufa. Vohiv Vesufa, the Gemara says, Shnei Tamidich Chachamim, who fight with each other in Halacha, but at the end they come out that they love each other. So, it's a very interesting thing he's writing over here. It's like he's trying to say, we had issues in the past, but now we're okay with each other. So the historians are medayik in different places that the Maram and the Marsha had, uh, had, did have some, they call it divrei rivais, fights with each other, arguments. It's not exactly clear what they were. Some wanted to say it was this story of the get from Vin, but it's not mistaber because... Uh, unless it was earlier in the story, because this is the tshuva about the story, and now he's saying the past is the past. Now the truth is, if you go through the Marami Lublin's Pirush, he doesn't bring the Marsha in his Pirushim, except when he wants to argue on him, and he brings very and he, and he talks very sharp against him. For example, in Bava Metziah Samach Beis, he writes, Reisi mixas mishakmim. I saw some of those who want to be smart lefarish. 
B'derech rochik me'emes, it's far from the truth. And this was a, a direct attack on the on the marsha. And in Meshabbos, Peydalad Amad Aleph and Peydalad Amad Beis, numa shtikloch in a row, the Marami Lublin says, I saw the words of someone in our times, and then he says, you see, he's making mistakes. And then at the end of the next shtikloch, he says, that Mefarish wrote things that are not true, they shouldn't be written, they're contradicted on their own. And then another place, so, um, so it's not clear exactly what his issues with the Marsha were, However, it seems from this tshuva at the end, and this was very close to the end of the Maram Lublin's life, the Maram Lublin was nifter only a few years later, um, so it seems that the Maram was saying that now, you know, Masha Avar Avar, what happened in the past, um, we could, uh, we don't have to worry about Kalpach Shoim Tachasa Ava. So that's just an interesting uh, um, uh, uh, piece of history. Now, Be'erich in the year Shinai in Hay, 1615, even though we had from him in Lublin, that it says Abedin of Lublin, However, around about that year, he went to the city of Ostra, and Ostra is where it's in the modern-day Ukraine, and he became the Avezdin and the Rosh Hashiva there until his Petira in Shin Tzadi Beis in the year 1632. So, besides for the fact that the Marshal was a Goyin and the Marshal was a Kadosh, and there are numerous stories that I just can't get into, about how he brought, uh, you know, neshamas from Shemaim to Dine Taira, and all different types of maifsim that he did. Um, he was also a very, a ruach nadiva, was a person who was very generous, and he would give away a lot of money to, to poor people. His door was always open for guests. And in fact, there was someone who wrote the the uh, mascaras or the zechreinas of Gedoyle Astra, there's a sefer, of the different rabbanim, and he lived in the 1800s, and he says that on the top of the doorway, of the, the mashkaif of the Marsha's house was engraved into the stone, the Pasuk from Eov, Lamed Alf, Lamed Beis, Bachutz lo yolim ger, a ger should not sleep outside, the Eurech my doors will be open to guests. And that was his motto. His motto was, this door is wide open for everyone. And this person says, I saw it with my own eyes until the year 1889 that there was a big, a fire in the city of Ostro, and many houses were destroyed, including the Marsha's house. So we're talking about, um, he was Nifter in 1632, and we're talking about the 1880s, we're talking about 250 years later, it's still, this person says, I saw it, it was still engraved into the doorway there, and then he says, at that point, it got totally destroyed. Now in Ostro, it's well known that he established, and he seems to have built the base Knesset there, in the Sefer Oitzris Chaim, from Rav Chaim HaKoyen Rappaport, the Rav of Ostro, uh, it's a different than Rabbeinu Chaim HaKoyen, the Rav of Lvov, um, who lived in the 1800s. So in the back, in there it says, in the shul here, Asher, Dor Lidor Yagidu, every generation tells the next one, Ki Rabbeinu HaMarsha Yosaraisa, the Marsha is the one who laid the foundation, he was the one who established this shul, V'yora Evan Pinasa, he put down the cornerstone, V'chol Talu Chaseu Minagel Yisaydasa Bahari Kaidish, and all the way it runs, and all of its minhagim are Bahari Kaidish, and he's coming to uh, be, to explain a certain minig that they do there on Rosh Hashanah with the Tkiyas. The Svarim of the Marsha, as we said before, Chidushe Halachas, 
which is what he called his Pirush on, uh, mostly on Taisvis, but on the Gemara and Rashi as well, Chelek Aleph was printed in Lublin in the year 1612, Shinayin Beis. Chelek Beis was printed in Lublin in the year Shin Pei Aleph, when he was already a Rav in Ostro. Chidushe Agadois, which was his Sefer on the Agadita, that Chelek Rishon in Lublin in the year Lo Yomush, which is Shin Pei Zayin, and the second Chelek was printed in Krakow, and at the end he signs it, he says, um, it was printed Leprat in the year of um, Shmuel Eliezer ben Avi Merena Rav Yudu Zechreinai Levracha. So the first letter in all those words, Shin, Aleph, Beis, Aleph, Mem, Yud, Zion, Lamid, spells, adds up to Shin, Tzadi, Aleph. So that was the year, he was saying that is the year that it was printed. Now in the Zakdama to Chidushe Halachas, he writes, all my days I grew up amongst the Chachamim. And I would, uh, you know, I would be at the dust of their feet. And I decided that I'm going to, um, to, uh, to go and look into the, the simple understanding of things in halachas, in agodas, alpi kavalosim, rabbi the way I accepted it and I learned from my rabbeim. Vafgam zois, he says, and another thing, and I always learned it in yeshiva, and we'll see later something for the marsha about this. And he says, I was always together constantly with yeshiva, with friends who would listen to me and agree with me. And then he continues and he says, I am asking from any Chacham who is going to learn my Sefer, and he might see th- things that seem to be very simple according to, you know, when you first, at first glance. And you might comment, this is like for kids, it's obvious, it's basics. So he says, first of all, he says, um, he says, first of all, my first excuse is, my kavana, my intention in this sefer was not for the people smarter than me and to, to say chidushim. This is just a, a zikaran notes and to remember for me and my friends, Amakshivim Lakaili, they listen to me. Number one. But also, maybe after you look into it in your medaktek, Yimsa, you'll see that you'll find some chidushim. Because one thing is, as a Masha, I was very short in the way I wrote. And therefore, you have to be my eye in and see what I really mean. Not always do I say what the questions are, and you have to understand what the questions are. He says, because I love to be brief, you see in the Masha, Whenever he starts, whatever he's referring to, whether it's a Gemara, whether it's a Taisvis, he always just brings a few words and he says, etc. V'chulay. So he says, I, I, the reason I did that was because there was much more for me to actually say, what am I talking about? But I want, uh, you know, I want to be brief. Go look at the Gemara. Go look Go look at all of the Pirushim on that Gemara. Then you'll understand what my etc. meant. And once you understand what my etc. meant, then you'll understand what I was trying to do, and perhaps you'll see that it's not as simple, um, it's not as, simple as it looks. Then he says, I see now that many of the Chachamim 
um, when they wrote their Svarim, they made one Sefer, and in that Sefer they had both Halacha, meaning like on the Gemara, and on Agada, also on the Agaditas of the, of the stories and the, and the, and the, uh, and the Agada of the Gemara. Ki achasilanu. They didn't split into two, because they're the same Taira. It's one Taira, Halacha, Agada, is all the same Taira. See, he says interesting thing. Now, it's interesting. He had not yet printed his Sefer on Agada yet, but it seems that's the way he wrote it and prepared it. Balkain Toisi al Harishainim He says, I regret the fact that I divided up my Sefer into two separate Chalakim. If I would have been able to retract and do it all over, I would have put them all together. Um. But I'm not able. I'm saying I'm not able to do it. It's a big bother. So therefore, he says, really, I want you to learn the whole thing. It's not separate svarim. I'm asking Please be ma'ayin in both svarim because sometimes one of them is soisem. It's unclear, and the other one is clearer. Sometimes one opens the door, one closes the door. You should have both of them together with you at once. So, they were printed as two separate svarim. However, he really wanted them to be one safer. And that's why later on, after his patira and later generations, they actually put them together like we have it in the back of the Gemara, um, that the Agada is just in a different font, but it's there as part of the Sefer, um, the Chidushe Halachis. It's interesting that the newer sets of Gemaras um, now split them again. If you look in your back of your fancy Gemaras, those other maybe, uh, or, or others, so then they split it again that they have like on the top the Chidushe Halachis and the bottom the Chidushe Agadis. Now they're still printed in the same Sefer, but it's not all together in one. I don't, I'm not sure if that's uh, how the Marshal wanted it, or he wanted it the first way around, the way it's done, but um, at least they're together in the same volume, because that's clearly the way the Marshal um, wanted it. Now the Chida, in Shem HaGadolim, he writes, into his light, All of those who are Ma'ayin, and look into the Gemara and Taisvis, um, and his, 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 might say his Torah, I mean the Marsha's Torah, is in the mouths of all the Rabbanon and Talmudayan. And especially in Germany and in the West, they didn't stop loving him and all of their toil is in him. I'm assuming he's comparing it to Sfarad, who perhaps wasn't as involved in the Sefer, whether they got it or not, they don't know. But he clearly says that in Ashkenaz and in the West, they um, are very, very much learning the Marshas for him. Now, in... Um, and he continues and he says in a Haggah there, in a footnote, Nitvas Kamapamim, it was printed many times, V'cheim B'soy Chashas, like we said, it was then printed as part of the Shas. There are many svarim written on the marsha, chidushim and agoyz and edits and 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 and, and, and questions. He writes, "Kemoi tiferes Shmuel, hayro asha, karni reim, nemuki agriv, hagra, and the hagoyz of Rabbi Shaya Pick." So when you look in the back of your Gemara, you see sometimes on the bottom of the marsha is the tiferes Shmuel, uh, the the karni uh, reim. If you go further back into like Yalkut Mefarshim, you'll find other 
Hagois and the Marsha as well. So many Svarim were written on the Marsha. Um, now, he also writes there, this is, that was the Chidah in Shem Agdailim and the, um, and the entry of the Marsha. In his Chelek on Svarim, when he talks about the Sefer, Chidushe Halachas, he writes there, B'Shem the Rosh Yosef, the Rosh Yosef was the Prima Godim, in Psachim Chav Zayin, someone over there asked a question on the Marsha, and the Rosh Yosef writes, V'nirish le'tarech la'ayim midvarov, this person didn't bother to be ma'ayin in the words of the Marsha, she'kal dvarov beruach ha'kodesh namru, the Marsha's words were said beruach ha'kodesh, u'miyitain, writes the Prima Godim, she'kal chachmi yisrael b'zmanenu yavinu midvarov ha'kodeshim, halavai, that all the chachmi yisrael in our time were really truly under understand the words of the Marsha. And the Chidah continues and he brings V'chein Kasev HaGoyen Reb Lan Seifer Ki Mibalad Ya'asogas Ruach HaKadosh If not for having Ruach HaKadosh Yefshir She'asa Adam Seifer B'dayim Elizah There is no one who could write a Seifer like this without Ruach HaKadosh. Um, and then he brings also from someone named Reb Yoyo ben, ben, ben Rev God who was a grandson of the Taz that wrote on the Marsha, So you see that the G'daylam had great regard for the Marsha's um, Sefer. Now, in Shem HaG'daylam over there, the Chida also writes, on the, in the entry of the Marsha, he writes, V'gam Chibur Chidushi HaGadus. He also wrote a Sefer on HaGadus. U'imenu Yichu HaDarshanim, Uvali Aprashim. From there, the Darshanim and the people who say Perushim, Hidvikuhu, they, they, they connected with it, L'Yusai Drusheim, to use as a foundation for their Drashas. So the Chida is saying that many of the Darshanim would use the Marshan Chidushi HaGadus as a Yusai um, for their for their drushes. Now let's say a a, a, um, a few pieces from the marsha, and I pick some that will give us a little insight into what was going on in the generation and the times in his life. So in the end of Parag Zayin of Masechta Shabbos and Parag Vov of Masechta Sanhedrin. So the Marsha writes in both of those places, I'm not printing any more here on this parak in my Chidushi Halachas. Why? In one place he writes only Chidushi Halachas. Because I didn't learn those sugis in the Yeshiva. Remember, we said in Akdama before that he says, I was always with in Yeshiva with Chaveirim. So he only printed things that he learned in Yeshiva and he was able to, to learn with the, with the Talmidim in the Yeshiva. He says, Those parakim I did not learn in Yeshiva. Because I was in the Yerid in Lublin. And like we said, he used to go there with the Vadar Baratzis. And therefore, those two parakim I did not feel fit. Even though it sounds like he wrote on it, but since he didn't learn it with the yeshiva, he did not print it. Now in Shabbos Kuf Yates Amid Beis, um, he writes that um, over there the Gemaras is a lot of unbelievable marshals over there in Chedusha Agados about a Ma'avdi why Yushalayim was destroyed. He writes Roiv Avoynes Hadar Azeh most of the Averis in this generation are um, Isure Shabbos. Only few people are really careful, properly keep Shabbos properly. And um, he says, in every kehila they should announce this to the rabbim and should teach them Hilcha Shabbos. 
And he talks about, further he says, He writes this in two places over there on that daf. He says, many people, they feel because of a Malava Malka that they have to get drunk every Matzah Shabbos. And the next morning, they, uh, they don't uh, wake up for, for Shachris and they miss Kriyashma. And he writes in one place and they're complaining their head still hurts them and that's why they can't say Kriyashma. And then he continues and he says, This is a very famous uh, marsha. The Bachrim are mevatel many days in Benazmanim. And they're walking in the streets, doing nothing and take, taking trips. And then he talks about Paritz Bidar Hazer. There's a very big problem in this generation. A lot of people want to be the Rav and not Bezdim, but they don't have any Taira. Like we mentioned before, the Cherim, people used to pay to become the Rav. He says, um, that's one problem. Another problem, Every person wants to feel wealthy. Whether they fancy clothing, fancy homes. And all things, they want to feel wealthy. And it ends up that they have to steal in order to keep up this lifestyle. And he ends off, he says, I'm skipping a few of the other things he talked about, if you want to look over there. He says, I really should be talking length. I said, Maybe people aren't going to pay attention. Um, and they're not going to listen. Chazal told us, in similar situations, better not to tell them, rather they should be shaygin. In Ksubis Samach Zayin, he writes, Many in this generation, They become rich in a, in a not honest way, and it causes Chil Hashem, like stealing from Goyim. And then they take some of that money and they donate it to the shul or to wherever so they should get some type of covet. And they should get a mishaberach. He says, This is only considered, this is considered a mitzvah. In Bava Metziah Peihei, the Gemara over there talks about Reb Zerah fasted Tanesim um, that he should forget his Torah of Bavel, after before he goes up to Eretz Yisrael, he should be able to learn the Torah's Eretz Yisrael, so to speak, on a clean slate. So Rashi says over there, what's the difference between Bavel and Eretz Yisrael? Rashi says in Eretz Yisrael, miyashvim hatam perukim. They say things without questions and answers. So the Marshal says, of course they have questions and answers. That's not what Rashi means. What it means to say is, They would go into everything with clarity. To get to the truth and to get to some type of psak and halacha through their back and forth, we'll call their pilpul through their questions and their answers. That's in Eretz Yisrael. says the Marshal, He says, maybe in Bavel, they used to do pilpulim like we have in this generation. And if you remember, in many of our shurim, the marshal and others and the maral, we talked about in, in a number of numerous gedolim the concept of, of pilpul in those generations in that time. And he says, so maybe in Bavel they were doing this pilpul like they do in our generation. Any person who could come up with the abilities, these, uh, these, these um, intellectual. Uh, tower, so to speak, of pilpul, shall hevel, they're really of nothing, he says, in, like in this generation, anybody who could come up with the biggest pilpul, he's the praiser they want. 
These types of things take a person away from the truth. It's just there to show his intellectual, how great he is, and how long he could talk, and how what big binion he could build, and there's no real actual point of coming to truth. So you see that Marsha was, uh, was, very, uh, was not happy about this derech halimud, the derech pilpul, and his sefer is clearly not like that. Even if there is back and forth, it's to come to a, to an emes. Very famous uh, marshan of Abasa Yunam and Beis, which I think has to do with his akdama, where he said that if you don't find the chiddush, um, you know, my my first excuse is I didn't write it for chachamim. I just wrote it for a zikar for me or my friends. So the Gemara of Abbas, Yudam and Beis, and other places as well, the Gemara says, Ashemi Shabolikan, Vitamuda Biyadai, praiseworthy, fortunate is the one who comes to Elam Haba, Vitamuda Biyadai, his learning is in his hand. Why did he say his hand? Says the Marsha over there, Kikar Halimud, the main learning of Shanasa Baraisham, and one that has an effect on a person, who Halimud Habomik Sivas Yad. It's a lima that comes through writing. That's why chachamim are called seifrim, because they write their learning down. That is the ikr halimud. So it could be that's what he meant over there in Akdama, based on this uh, marsha. Now it's clear he was a big mekubal, he was well versed in Kabbalah. You find it in many places, especially in Chagiga, but in other places as well you find it. And the chachmas hagilgal he also was knew about. But even over there in those Gemaras in Chagiga, where there's a lot of Gemaras that uh, are, he explains, Al Kabbalah and your Gimel Amr Aleph, Dibra Amaskal To Agmerei, he writes, Mikan Shuvah Loisin Anoshim. From here is a answer to those people, Shabadar Hazesh, and Mevalim Kal Yemea Mechachmas HaKabbalah, that they waste their days in learning Kabbalah, Gambi Al Dusan, from when they're young already. So you see, he was not happy about that. And in Kedushinai, in Aleph Amr Aleph, he writes, Mikan Medor Rabba, here I'm coming with an announcement and a protest. Those people who speak in our generation, they talk about the shameless of Hashem, the secrets and the explanations. Anyone who could protest, and he says, and I also, if I would have the strength, I would be mevatalid as well. Um, the Chida writes, V'gamani shamati sheyesh chuvas. I heard that he also has shayels and chuvas, but we don't have them. The Taz in Ebenezer, Simon Yudzayin, Sivkotim Emhei, about an Aguna there, he writes, V'tira Ishtai, they, this, whatever that story was, they were Mater, his wife, V'echad me'emo yarav marsha, one of those who was Mater was the marsha, V'roisi v'tshuva shechibrezal, and the Taz writes, I saw a tshuva that he wrote, and he talks, brings down, the tshuva. So that is a tshuva that must have been in existence. And in tshuva sabacha chadosha similam zayin, there's another tshuva there from the marsha as well. But we don't really have um, his tshuvas. Now, there's something called the marsha madura basra. In other words, if you look in the back of your Gemara's after the marsha, in some mesachtas, maybe 10 or 12 mesachtas, there is what's called the madura basra. Now, the madura basra means like the second version and or the second edition. And that was really a sefer that was actually called Mahadurei Basra, like Aloshan Rabin. And you look in the front cover of it, it was called Madurei Basra. When it was put in the Gemaras, it was Madura Basra, Aloshan Yochit. Now, who put that out? That was his son-in-law, Ramosha ben, uh, ben, Bonemish, Bonemish or something, Bonemish, Bonemish, who was the Rav of Lublin, was a big guy, and he printed it. And he printed, um, there was still um, 
some chidushim from his father-in-law, chidushi halachas, like in a later edition that the Masha never printed, that he printed. Now he also put in there his own chidushim as well. Um, so it's not only the Marsha's, it's the son-in-law as well. And in the Hakdama, he writes, and he gives an excuse, so to speak, and he says that really that's what the Marsha wanted when he was alive, that both Svarim should go together. And he writes that really there were much more, there were many more Masechtas than he printed. He says, but his brother-in-law is the one who had it, was Yerushit from the Marsha, and it was he was Nifter, it remained in the hands of his children, the Yarshim. The Chashernos Nuli, and when they gave it to me to print, Karuach Azer was torn, it was missing things, and therefore this is all that he was able to print. He says in his own Sefer as well, his own Chidushim, Kayoitzi Bechibish Ali, he says, I had much more, because he says, we know what was going on in the years of past. I'm assuming he's referring to Tach Vitat and Tov Tezvav, um, that uh, in 16, uh, 1655, which we talked about numerous times, the Vilna, Lublin, those were destroyed by the Cossacks. So if he was the Rav in Lublin, it makes sense that... Um, that there was a, a lot of trouble times. Always from those who were exiled, that had to run. So he says, so because of that, okay, some of my stuff was lost, others were stolen, except for a little bit that's left, so really I had much more to print as well. Now in the original um, Sefer, if you look, there was the, they write that there was a, like a little simon, a little finger, Next to the chidushim that were the son-in-law, sons were, were the son-in-laws as opposed to the marshas. In um, in other mesechtas, there's a like a, they they print it like twice, like daf beis daf beis, and there's a little asterisk in the beginning that says the first one's the marsha and the second one, whenever it's the second one, that is um, the son-in-law. But the son-in-law writes all chidushe agados again. Both of it is chidushe halachas and agados there. The son-in-law says all the chidushe agados are mine. Um, I didn't find my father-in-law had any more editions of Chidushe Agadas, whether they existed or not, but they were not printed at all. So this is the Marsha. The Marsha was Nifter Hey Kislev in Shin Sadi Beis, um, um, 1632. And just to hand off the first letter of the Chazanish in Chelek Aleph, um, Simon Aleph in Kaibitz Igrois, he has a letter there about Derech Halimun, and he says, Lo yafo asu And it's not right what the last generation did. Asher Azvu Limud Sefer Marsha, they stopped learning the Sefer Marsha. Asher Matana Taiva Nitlali Yisrael, this was a Matana Taiva, a good present given to Kaisal, Lizkais Boy Hadaris Abay Machrov, to give to the generations that came after him. And he says, It's not proper that people are not learning the Marsha, and that is. The Marsha, Schuso Yogan Aleinu, Velkal Yisrael. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Kaltov.